Welcome back to another episode of Two Average Husbands, our Christmas edition. I am your host, Jake. I'm your host, Kyle. Welcome back, everybody. Jake, hit us with a fun fact of the day. Did you know that in Switzerland, it is illegal to own just one guinea pig because they are social beings and get lonely and it is considered animal abuse? Uh, I've actually heard that before. I didn't know if I've heard it about Switzerland specifically, but I've definitely heard that before. Yep. And so they if you are ever, a social creature, so if you ever want to live in Switzerland and want guinea pigs for whatever reason, those disgusting creatures. That's rude. Make sure you get two of them. They're gross. I've had a guinea pig. They're disgusting. I've had guinea pigs. I don't remember. They them live in their disgusting. own filth. Yeah, I mean, what little fucking furry mammal doesn't? My dogs. They're nice and clean. <laughs> dogs live in their own filth for sure. Yeah, I'm aware I live in their filth too. Anyways, as you can see, Kyle and I actually didn't plan at all. This uh, Christmas gown situation that Kyle's got going on—it's a vest. Thank you very much. And then I just—I just wanted to remind everybody that I am Santa's gift to the world. That's nice. So, Kyle, what are you drinking this week? Clean the cage. There you go. Carly said, "Be a better cat parent." Or uh, <laughs> I don't have any parent. cats. <laughs> um, I yeah. am starting off with for the Christmas episode. I've been saving this for this specific episode which is the St. Bernardus Christmas Ale. Ooh. I was thinking today I should go get Christmas, like Christmas ales, but I didn't. This is the only one I have, so I'm drinking it first. It also is supposedly a strong Belgian beer at almost 10%, so. Nice. I was, uh, I'm not really drinking anything Christmas-themed whatsoever. Um, actually, I do have one that might technically be Christmas-themed, but I'm continuing my trend of beers that Uncle Kyle got me at Thanksgiving. Um, and I am going with When Cherry Met Cheesecake, which is a cherry cheesecake-inspired sour. Of course it's a sour. Why do sours always have the best flavors? It pisses me off. Because they're delicious, even if they're mm. a little sour. Uh, quick topic of the day. You ready? This is non-counting. Doesn't All right. Count. What do you think about Elon and resigning as the head of Twitter? I'm the least bit shocked that I might have ever been in my entire life. Are you shocked that the vote went the way that it did, though? No. Not even a little bit? Okay. No. Even though he uh, tried to claim it was a bot problem. Like, no. You just... No, you, I, don't, I don't know that he did. I think other eh. people did on his behalf. Other people did, and he didn't... He responded to the tweets being... No, actually, he. I saw a tweet of his that said, Ooh. like... That straight up said, we might have a bot problem still. I'll, I'll figure it out. And then he still was like, I'll step down once I find somebody who's <clears> dumb <throat> enough to want to run Twitter. But... Yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I was a little bit surprised to see the vote <clears throat> that go that way, but again, uh, it doesn't. I think it's going to be relatively inconsequential because who knows when he's ever going to actually leave. But he also yeah. wants to make Twitter Blue members the only ones that can vote in future voting. So that is that. Well, good thing I got Twitter Blue. Quick topic of the day. Quick topic Jake, of the day. You're first. What is Christmas? What is Christmas without a bunch of movies? Um, well, it's a gift giving thing. It can be religious for some people. Uh, some people don't even watch movies. I don't know. Anyway, could be all sorts of things. I watch movies and I watch Christmas movies. So guess what we're doing today? What are we doing today, Jake? We are going to do something that we have never done before, but we have also kind of done before. Ooh. Instead of doing a tier list like we normally do, okay, we are doing a bracket. Ooh, a bracket. 
So these are pre-seeded. I did not add any of these movies. I did not do any of the seeding. Okay. Actually, so because of that, we're going to shuffle the seeding, just make it truly random. Okay. And we're going to enter matchup mode. And we're okay. going to start off. The matchup for number one is Franklin's Magic Christmas versus The Muppet Christmas Carol. Um, Muppet Christmas Carol. Mostly because I don't think I've ever seen Franklin's Magic Christmas. I haven't seen Franklin's Magic Christmas either, so I also have to give it to The Muppet Christmas Carol, which is one of the more underrated Christmas movies, in my opinion. But I want to give it. I saw that. I want to give it to Franklin the Magic Turtle just because of Cloaksy. Shout out Cloaksy. Cloaksy, you look like Franklin the Magic Turtle, which I don't even think is the thing. But next, that one wins. Next up, weird Jingle All the Way. So easy. This is easy. Caillou's Holiday Movie. I don't know shit about Caillou. And Jingle All the Way was so good. I remember watching that shit as a kid. My experience with Caillou is um, Lil B has a song where he says pussy bald like Caillou. That's kind of funny. That's literally all. That's the only experience I have with it. Jingle all the way. I grew up watching this movie. I've probably seen that movie more times than I've seen any other movie in my life, which is a little bit embarrassing, but also just be that way. Okay. Next up. You can read this one. I can't read what that says on the right. Is it escape from Santa Claus escape? What? I don't know what the fuck that says. Santa Claus three, the escape clause. Jesus Christ, that's a lot. I've never seen that one. It's uh, not good. So I'm going with the Grinch, how the Grinch Stole Christmas. Jess, was, this is the one with um, Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jess watched this the other day with her siblings. She told me she didn't even realize there was an animated Grinch movie. This, she thought this was the only one that existed. Really? That's yeah. interesting. So that one wins easily. Kyle, you would actually like this beer. It's not Christmas very vacation. sour. Ooh, this one's gonna be a conversation. Let's talk. First up is the Polar Express. Never seen the it. Next option is, <laughs> is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But also, Christmas National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is literally one of the most probably quoted, watched, played 24-7 on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day type Christmas movies of all time. And it is but hilarious. And so you got to remember, Polar Express is that too for a lot of people. I remember when that movie came out vaguely. And I, you could... Give me the year, and I can tell you more specifically. I want to say it was two thousand five, probably around what I don't. It was it later than that? I don't know. Either way, wherever it was, I feel like I was the rebellious teenager. But that would not make so much sense with that two thousand four. It became like it goes through like waves of popularity where like it became a movie. It was not a thing for a while. I'm gonna watch it this and year. then like I'll do that. I'll watch it this the, year. And then people started doing like the every small town that had a little train that could go through it yeah. was suddenly had a Polar Express. Hmm. I don't know. I think if we put this to a poll, the Polar Express would win. Um, I don't know. Uncle Kyle's in the chat already saying Lampoon. So it is Lampoon. Poll complete. But <laughs> my my experience with the Polar Express, uh, real quick. Have I ever told the story on here about how my mom made me drink a glass of milk when I woke up and felt sick one day, and I went to school and threw up? I think so. When I when that yeah. happened, they went and put me in the back of the library because the nurse's office was full. They were worried that I would be contagious to other people, so they just put me in the back of the library. In the front of the library, there was a class watching the Polar Express. Okay. And that's my that's my uh, original experience with the movie. But <laughs> Christmas Vacation wins. Ooh, this one's going to be tough. Is it? Actually, no, it's not. Home no, Alone 3 is trash. A Christmas I realize story is such an easy I, win. I realized it was Home Alone 3. If it was OG Home Alone, it'd be a conversation, but A Christmas Story is another one like National Lampoon's where yep. it's just it's a, just a, a true classic. classic. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, a Christmas story number one. I've never easy. seen Home Alone three. Next up, Donkey's Christmas Shrektacular. Another really easy one versus a Charlie Brown Christmas. A Charlie Brown Christmas is such a fucking winner to me in this one because that is another class, and this is like OG classic. Like this is old school classic. That is kind of old school, but I want to vote for Donkey's Christmas Shrektacular just for the controversy. But it's a Charlie. It's a Charlie Brown Christmas. That one's easy. Next up. What is this garbage Home Alone version? Home Alone taking back the house that looks like it came out in like 2008 maybe? Yeah, like I was going to say like that time frame? 2003. And then it, it's a SpongeBob be. Christmas, which also looks like a like it looks like an actual sponge. It looks yeah, like it it's does, ass. Kinda, yeah. I've never seen either, but I'm going to have to go with SpongeBob over whatever that Home Alone version yeah, is. Yeah, I haven't seen that. That looks like it's going to be really cringy and bad. Agreed. Ooh, Ooh this, one's, this one's hard. This is hard. This is okay. a hard one. N- this one is Santa Claus 2 versus Home Alone 2. And that's Tim Allen's Santa Claus 2, if you didn't know. Correct. I- I'm pretty sure. I feel like most people, of the people won't know, know that. that. So I guarantee some people don't know that. That's fair. All right. Ooh, this one's hard. I think I, think I would go Home Alone 2. Probably. And the Tim Allen series of Santa Claus movies was really good. It was, uh, but the first one was probably the like the best and easily the best. But you could say the same for Home Alone. Yeah, but I think Home Alone carried weight. Actually, for, I for think one I and like... two, I think Home Alone was were pretty good. Home Alone three was pretty bad. I think I like Home Alone two more than Home Alone one. If I'm being honest, I didn't, but I, I do like think it was New better York than story. three for sure. Yeah, I'm gonna go Home Alone. Uh, I'm also gonna go Home Alone, but this one, this is the hardest one we've had. So That's far. a harder one, yeah, for sure. All right, on to the other. Oh, we're doing one side of the bracket at a time, apparently. Jingle. All right. Yeah, a Muppet's Christmas, Christmas, Christmas Carol versus yeah. Jingle All the Way. Jingle, Jingle All the Way easily wins that one. Yeah. It is a classic. Um, the Grinch Ooh, Stole Christmas. Okay, this is where it gets tougher, too. From Jim Carrey or National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. To me, this is probably still National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. But I would understand an argument towards the Grinch. And this, this I think this is more of a product of when you grew up. Yeah, Because if you didn't is. grow up and see Chevy Chase with the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation story, then I, I could understand why you'd easily go, well, why wouldn't you just pick the Grinch? Because the Grinch story with Jim Carrey, he does a really good job in that as well. Yeah, you couldn't have picked a better Grinch. No, he was perfect for that. To me, it's National Lampoon's. Yeah. As a 90s baby, it's National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Anybody Sorry, born Kyle, after this is me... our first disagreement with you. Anybody born after me would probably say the Grinch stole Christmas. Yeah, probably. A Christmas Story versus Charlie Brown Christmas. This it's is a, a Christmas, Christmas story, story to me. Yep. Yeah. That one's nice and easy. Yep. Christmas Story is going to be a hard one to beat. This one's all, the easiest one we've had so far. Yeah, it's that's Home Alone 2. A SpongeBob versus, Christmas yeah. versus Home Alone 2. And it's Home Easily. Home Alone 2. Yeah. Yeah. Jingle All the Way versus National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh, God. <laughs> this one's so hard. So, okay, this is where you start to get into, like, my parents would probably pick National Lampoon here, but I think I would probably go with Jingle All the Way. Like I grew up, so I spent a lot of time at my grandma's house growing up because my mom worked full time and I'd stay at my grandma's house. And I remember mm. her playing this movie on VHS constantly. I also me. had it on VHS constantly, and it was, I loved this movie. We would always, uh, when we'd visit my grandparents' house, we would stay there for like three or four days, and we'd always spend one night at my aunt's house. Yeah. And at their house, we would watch Jingle All the Way. I think it's Jingle All the Way for me. I think it's Jingle All the Way. That one's going to be controversial when we post this People on Twitter. People won't like that. But yeah. it's fine. 
a Christmas story versus Home Alone 2. It's a Christmas story for me. It's not easy for me. It is easy for me. It is a Christmas story. That is correct. And then now for the final. We have to go all the way through the bracket. I hate that. For the final on the left side of the bracket, we have to decide on Jingle All the Way or A Christmas Story. If I'm going to go purely now off of what has stayed with me the longest and I watched the most, it's A Christmas Story. If I went through like young childhood nostalgia, it'd be Jingle All the Way. But I think I'm going to go with longevity over childhood, and I'm going to say A Christmas Story is my my one here on this side. The way my brain is thinking about this is which of these, if I were to watch a Christmas movie right now, would I want to watch? And I I'd think probably go I would watch go Christmas Jingle story, All the Way. Uh, can we skip it and come back? <laughs> I don't know. Can we? No. It just... Nope. Damn. All Dang right. It. Well. Uh, all right. Uh, I need someone to tell us what to do. I do. Uh, Uncle Kyle, if you're in the chat, we need the deciding vote here. Is it Jingle Let's All go the Way or Christmas flip. Story? All right. I'm going to go it. to a... You got it? I'll, I'll, oh, yeah. Hey, Siri, flip a Hold coin. On. Hold on. I have to say which one's which. Yeah. Left is heads, right is tails? Sure. All right. Jingle All the Way is heads. Christmas Story is tails. Siri says it's heads. Jingle All the Way. All right. There you go. Is our competitor from the left side of the bracket. On to the right side of the bracket. We have a snowman battle. Is Jack Frost the one that was supposed to be like scary? What was Jack Frost? No. Jack Frost was wasn't that one like a Disney one? I think Jack Frost might be the one where the kid builds the snowman and makes that wish and it comes alive. Uh, I don't I'm having a hard time remembering the plot of this movie. I've seen it. Hold on. Jack Frost. Starring Michael Keaton. 1998. Uh, the title character, uh, a father and musician, is killed in a car accident only to be brought that's back to right. life yep. in the form of a snow van via a magical harmonica. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember it now. But Fucking it's Frosty the Snowman. It's the, Frosty Snowman's a classic. If we're going off classic, yeah, yeah. which we've been uh, yeah, doing it's quite fine. a bit. Frosty, it's, yeah. I would probably rather watch Jack Frost right now, but it's Frosty. What a weird movie. I need to watch that again for sure. Let's do it. Yeah, we need to do that sometime. Okay. Shrek the Halls. I've never seen either of these. Or the SpongeBob Christmas special. It's the SpongeBob Christmas special for me. Okay, that's fine. I've never seen either. I'll take it. Perfect. I love SpongeBob. This is the hardest one we've had by far. This is the hardest one. Okay, we got to talk about this. We have Home Alone. This could be the final bracket. Like this, if this this could be the head to head final if if it weren't on the same side. I know. I almost wish I reshuffled again. Um, all right, Home Alone, the original, versus Elf. This I don't is think it hard. gets any harder than this. I don't. Some think people it shit does. talk Elf, and I think they're wrong. I think Elf is overrated, but in the Christmas like as an actual movie, but as a Christmas movie, it is one of the goats. <laughs> the chat is is split. <laughs> I'm also going to be very disappointed that Die Hard is not on this Christmas movie list because Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Oh, God. Home Alone's a classic. Elf is a modern classic. If you start talking about again, what would I want to go watch now? It'd be Elf to me. It would be Elf. I enjoy Home Alone, Alone, but I think I'd go Elf. A classic. It's such a classic that it's hard to pass. It is such a classic. Ah, fuck. I think I'm going to go Elf here. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go Elf too. That one sucks. Elf is really good. I hate that I just did that, but it had to happen. People aren't going to like that one for sure. All right. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer versus Mickey's Twice Upon a Christmas. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Yeah. That's All right, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas versus Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. This is the OG animated Dr. Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and that is a clear winner for me. I don't know. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas is pretty solid. I've, I've never seen it. It's it's very good. I'll go with How the Grinch Stole Christmas, but it's not it's not as clear as it seems. Here's the modern The Grinch. Not The Grinch what Stole Christmas, that, just The Grinch. I think this is the one that you're talking about. I don't know, but he's chilling and killing. That's weird. Uh, the Grinch. Yeah, I just don't want to look at that face anymore. If That's I'm being pretty honest. creepy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another shitty version of Home Alone that I've never. A Christmas heard of. Carol was actually a good movie. Yeah. Versus A Christmas Carol, it's it's easy. And then another shitty Christmas Carol. The Santa Claus versus some offspring of the Home Alone. Yeah, it's the Santa Claus was so good. Yeah, that was a that really good movie. All right, Frosty the Snowman versus a SpongeBob Christmas special. It's Frosty. Frosty, yeah. Yeah, that one's easy. Next up, Elf versus Rudolph Elf, the Red-Nosed yeah. Reindeer. Elf, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. How the Grinch Stole Christmas versus The Grinch. It's How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Yep, yep, yeah, it is. Easy, easy, too easy. A Christmas Carol versus The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Tim Allen did a great job in that. He did. Could, again, could not pick to could not have picked a better Santa Claus. They have used him a lot in Christmas movies. He he's a he's the stereotypical dad. There's a reason Home Improvement was as good as it was. Yeah, Frosty the Snowman versus Elf. It's Elf to me. It's close. It's close. It's closer than it seems. But it this is, is Elf. It is probably closer than it seems. But it's easier to me than the Home Alone version. And then this one's also hard. <sighs> yeah. But I gotta go Santa Claus here. I think I would do the same. You and know what we, isn't on here either is what were the satire ones that um where God, I can't remember the actor's name where he's just hammered all the time as Santa Claus and like pissing his pants. Uh Bad and Santa. The, bad Santa. Those are so That one's a classic. Good. That Those one is so, very they good. should be on here. There's there's probably I'll I'll pull up a list of Christmas movies and we'll scroll through them after this and kind of talk about some honorable mentions or ones that we think would have made it far in the bracket. Bad Santa would have made it far in the bracket for me. That's it would have. It definitely would have. Um, Elf versus the Santa Claus. It's probably still Elf for me. I don't know. If yeah, it it's is probably for me. still Elf for me. I think I quote Elf more, which makes me want to say Elf. I think it's probably Elf. It's fine. It's Elf. All right, the final. This is gonna make you hate me probably, and it's gonna hate yourself if you agree with me because you talk about how you think this movie's so overrated, but I think the answer here is Elf. I think the answer is Elf. God damn it. Over Jingle All the Way. I really but Jingle do. All the Way is so good. It's so bad, but so good. It's That's the thing, right? It's like every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie ever is so bad that it's good. Yeah. There aren't like good Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. But Jingle All the Way is so good. I guess Terminator was debatably good. It, that, that was good. But yeah. like every other Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is bad so that it's good. I mean, what other movie have you ever ever seen that has turbo man in it i'm just saying (laughs) that it was so dumb too it's like this random fucking superhero that you can try to root for 
Wasn't nah. Sin wasn't Sinbad also in Jingle All the Way? I think Sinbad's in a lot of Schwarzenegger movies, isn't he? Maybe he's not. I don't know. And I'm just thinking about that because of this. One. But yeah, I think you're right. Elf is the answer. Uh, for me. It's Elf. Yeah. Fuck. I can't believe I talk. Every time I talk shit about something, it ends up being like one of the classics. Yeah. Elf All is right. it, man. Well, that is saved. Um, and to be so fair, we'll- I think we probably could have argued our way into Home Alone being right up there. And we could have argued our yeah. way into whatever a Christmas story being. Up if there it too. were me, the top four would, from that list would have been a Christmas story, Elf, Home Alone, and Jingle Santa Claus, or and yeah, and Jingle All the Way. Santa Claus would probably be five. Yeah, it'd be a four, tough five, top five. Sinbad yeah. was the other dad. Thank you. Yeah. I knew he was in there. It's All a right, good fucking let me, movie. Let me put up uh, top Christmas movies. We'll see if there's anything that didn't make the list. Christmas movies, to me, are the best part of Christmas. I don't know that I agree with that, but I have always just enjoyed Christmas morning, a.k.a. Christmas present time. I'm, I'm um, ex- like, of things related to Christmas, not of, like, Christmas food, Christmas traditions, Christmas decorations. To me, Christmas Christmas music... I miss Christmas the nostalgia movies. a little bit of like being a kid and trying to like wait as long as you could and stay up as late as you could and wait for presents in the morning. And then you pass out and like my mom would like wake me up because I tried to stay up too late and she'd wake me up at like 9 a.m. and be like, are you going to yeah. get up? Yeah. <laughs> Don't you want to open presents? See, we, we also started that. To, we also started on Christmas Eve to do uh, we did grasshoppers for a couple of years where we'd go mm-hmm. and like make, you know, uh, boozy milkshakes, basically. Yeah. And, like drink those and like. Watch some stupid fucking Christmas movie. Mind you, for all the people who are worried about us underage drinking, you make it with cream de menthe, which is like 20% alcohol, and then you dilute it with a thousand other things. It's like 4% alcohol at worst. Yeah, yeah. And then we would, uh, it was always a Christmas story is what we'd watch, but some nostalgia there for sure. I pulled up Rotten Tomatoes' list of 100 best Christmas movies of all time. Uh, The first four on here... My brain doesn't even know them or consider them to be Christmas movies. Um, Klaus from 2019. Never seen it. was pretty it. good. J.K. Simmons is in it. Does a great Santa. I don't think um, seen it. A Nightmare Before Christmas. That's a classic. That's a good one. That should be on the list. That one should have been on that bracket. Die Hard, we already said, should have been yeah. on the bracket. Um, yeah. It's a Wonderful Life. Classic. It's a Wonderful Life is really good. I actually saw something on Reddit or some shit earlier today with a screenshot of that, and it made me really want to watch it. It's a good movie. Apparently, in 2022, there's a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. That already came out, or is coming out? Uh, seems to have already come out. Never heard of it. Probably won't watch 45 it. 45 minutes long. Probably Edward Scissorhands is apparently a Christmas movie? I don't think so. I Can I tell you a secret? You don't like that movie? I've never seen it. Ever seen it? Never seen it. I could understand you saying I don't like it. But saying you've never seen it surprises me for sure. Never felt that I don't like Johnny Depp that much. So it was never like a Johnny Depp is I do made like Tim for one character of all time. Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow. That's the yeah. only character he should ever play. It's the only thing he's ever played that I've enjoyed. I think he's actually pretty good in the um uh fuck. The post Harry Potter series that I'm blanking on the name of. After Harry Potter came out with the three movies. Yeah. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him. That one, he's pretty good in. Um, Bad Santa is on the list. It's a really know. good movie. Um, White Christmas. Uh, I don't remember that. 
I'd have to look at that one. Uh, it's a musical. Uh, probably not for me then. It's got Bing Crosby in it. Probably not for me. Um, let's see. Let's see. The Santa Claus, How Grinch Stole Christmas, on the list, on the list. Um, he is great in Blow. That is correct. Uncle Kyle. It's been such a long time since I've That's watched that That's a really movie. fucking good movie. It is a good movie. It's been a long time since I've watched it, though. Mickey's Christmas Carol, probably the best Disney Christmas movie. I don't give a shit about Mickey Mouse. I, that's kind of fucked up. At all. I'm going to tell Mickey you said that when I see him next time. You know the only things that I used to enjoy? Who's like the rich fucking Scrooge McDuck? Yeah. I used to love Scrooge McDuck shit. And I, other than that, I don't really give a fuck about Disney as a whole. Um, Let's see here. Anything else? Um, Spirited. Never that's a new it. one. It's with, uh, actually, I think it's just in theaters now. It's got Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell in it. That might be good. That's kind of what I'm thinking. People don't like Will Ferrell, I found out recently. Was it Uncle Kyle? Somebody said they don't like Will Ferrell. I love Will Ferrell. Uncle Kyle, did you get the PC cooler I sent you, by the way? Krampus. You can in on the chat with that. Krampus is on the list. If you haven't seen the Krampus movie, you definitely have to. It is a good Christmas horror movie. I have seen that. Um, Love Actually apparently is considered a Christmas movie. No. Um, oh, A Miracle on 34th Street. That one should have been on the list. I don't want to do another whole bracket, but I feel like we do need to address Christmas music. I can I, I can pull up a list of Christmas music, too. Give me, like, the top ten Christmas songs, and we can say if they're shitty or not. Uh, top Christmas songs of all time. You can just hit this real quick, and then I'll go to my topic. All right. 100 best Christmas songs of all time. Uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra is number one, apparently. Or number 100, apparently. I have to go Never all the way to the bottom of the screen. How do you not listen to them? The London Symphony Orchestra or whatever. I love the fucking... London Symphony Orchestra. All right, number one. Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. By the way, Bang. if I didn't say that I wanted it on my bucket list, seeing the London Symphony Orchestra in person is on my bucket list. I don't know if I put it on there last week. Uncle Kyle said it was him that hates Will Ferrell, and yes, he did get cooler. Perfect, and you're wrong. Uh, okay. Let's see. All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey. I hate that Banger. song. Banger. I actually hate it. Banger. Next. All I Want for Christmas. Uh, Darlene Love Christmas, Baby Please Come Home. Is that the creepy one? No. Mm, I'm playing it. I don't know it. what that one is. Next. I'm playing it in my ears right now um actually it's not playing so i'm just gonna skip i'm thinking of the one that like uh fuck i can't even think of the the tune of it like you can't leave because i'm gonna sex yeah. on you that's not the actual Maybe, lyrics it's cold outside i think is yeah what it's, called. it's cold outside yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah that is outside, a yeah. pretty creepy song it's a creepy song. uh number three is nat king cole's the christmas song merry christmas to you next um whams last christmas Wham. Wham. That's a good one. That's a, that that's a good one. That's a good one. That's pretty solid. Shout out to Ryan Reynolds. Wham. Wham. Deadpool. Next. Um, Bing Crosby's White Christmas. Man, people really like Bing Crosby. Uh, White Christmas. Bing Crosby's pretty solid. Um, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. That's pretty good. That one's probably my favorite. I can't believe Christmas Jingle Bells isn't in like the top five. Uh, okay, here we go. This one is a banger. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad is a banger. I'm saying uh run dmc christmas and hollis oh i feel like we need to play that <laughs> here's here's a here's another banger bruce springsteen's santa claus is coming to town 
Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. Um, this Christmas by Donny Hathaway. All right, we're done. These Fuck are classic, you. but it's getting the list is arguably getting better. All right, it's the most wonderful time of the year by Andy Williams. That's a good one. Uh, Jake, Little I have Nick to, by the Beach to go Boys. Ahead. We're gonna move on. We're moving on. Jingle Bell Rock. We're half an hour in. We're moving on. I don't care. Rate your beer if you're ready. Uh, I am. This is a very drinkable sour beer. Kyle, you would even like this one. I'm giving it a three five. Um, your cats probably do talk shit about me. This beer is not good. I don't know what kind of beer this is supposed to be. I can tell you that it's making me buzz, no doubt about it. It's, it's from Jupiter, Florida, so they probably just do weird shit with it. I don't know, man. It's not good. But 1.75? That's gross. Yep. I guess. Yeah, checks. It didn't taste like Christmas, that's for fucking sure. That's one of the main reasons I didn't go get any Christmas beers. Is I really don't like them. Dude, let me tell you, and I've probably said this on the podcast before, but Blue Moon Christmas seasonal packs hit different. They I have like ever had really it. fucking good, like usually like spiced beers hmm. that are really good. I'll go get and it. I didn't for next go get a episode. sampler this year, and I should have. Let's go do it next. Let's go do it for next week's episode. We can do that. I wish I would have this week. It's making me want it right now. Okay, we'll do it as our post Christmas episode. Next, I'm going to go with the Tahoe Pilsner, which is going to be pretty boring, but it's something that I had on my shelf. So, 5050 Brewing Company, Tahoe Pilsner. I'm going to stick with my cheesecake theme. Uh, I'm going with Hailstorm Brewing's uh, Forklift Training, which is a key lime cheesecake-inspired pastry sour. I love cheesecake. I wish tomorrow was fucking Christmas. I do, too. That's what we should have done. We should have pushed our episode until Christmas Eve. I mean, we can do another episode on Christmas Eve. I actually have shit to do on Christmas Eve. I also have shit to do on Christmas Eve. No. Oh, this stinks. This actually doesn't smell good. That smells like... Oh, my God. It might make me throw up. Maybe I've thrown up a beer that tastes like this before because it's giving me an instant gag reflex. You probably have. That smells so bad. It smells like uh, Milwaukee's Best. Blue Yum Yum? Yuck. We had a friend whose family affectionately referred to Milwaukee's Best as Blue Yum Yum. I get it, but no. Remember when that was like a cheap beer and then now uh-huh. it's like a upcharged domestic? Is it really? Yeah. Like beer like places consider it to be like nice. That's stupid. It very. You ready? One second. But introduce your topic while I do this. You know what's happening. The people who are watching us live know what's happening. I don't know what's happening. I was gonna Oh, I don't know what you're yelling about. I'm just yelling at my dogs to be quiet. I can't hear your dogs anymore. I you can't, but I can hear them. The, the oh. perks of this fancy mic setup is that I have to be close to the mic. Because even if I go like this, like you really can't hear me here. I can hear you. You can, but it's not much. <laughs> Versus like right here. Yeah. Like it's noticeably different. So anything farther than like four feet away from my mic, you can't hear I just hear can't it. hear your dogs anymore, which is fantastic. Because I used to hear your dogs a lot. Yeah. Well, perks of the new mic, you can't hear them anymore. Remember when you used to bitch about this mic? Now you love it. I don't think that you sound better on that mic, but I do I like do. that I can't hear your dogs. I listen to some of our old episodes, and if I wasn't in the right positions with my old mic... I do have to be kind of close for it to sound good. Yeah. And I'm never close, so I apologize to the uh, listeners. All right, here we go. Here's my topic. You ready for this? Not Christmas related. You ready? I like it. I'm ready. Do you think people that are attractive have advantages in life? 100%. Let's talk about that. What type of advantages do you think they have? Um... Uh, it's a lot easier for them to get into bars without an ID. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, true. Oh, this is not good. Kyle's off to a great start with this beer. 
Um, uh. I, I mean, I think there's inherent advantages to being pretty, like, or being attractive. Like, people are less judgmental of you, at least verbally. Like, I would consider myself to not be an attractive person, at least. Okay. And when I was growing up, at least I wasn't. I don't know. I'm if, not going to boost you up. I I think That's I'm something be- you'd feed off. Of. I think I'm I look. <laughs> no, I think I look better now than I did. Um, but like when I was younger, I I wouldn't consider myself to be attractive. The people I went to school with definitely didn't consider me to be attractive, and they were hating on the boy. But like the pretty people in school never got bullied. Here's what I've found in my adult life. I think people get promoted if they're attractive. I think people get away with doing less at work if they're attractive. There's like some obvious advantages, like you said, like you get into the clubs, you might get like free drinks, you might get whatever. Um, But I think the answer to this is definitively yes. And I think it's obvious when you're like, when it's, when it's occurring, right? Like, so say that my ugly gross beard ass goes to the bar and there's like a hot chick, couple people away from me that bartender if it's a male especially oh yeah they're going to her you are getting drinks last i am hanging out for a minute waiting for my drink right like just there is like unspoken uh like uh subconscious bias amongst a lot of people specifically i would say probably to the service industry where they're like they are going to go for the more attractive people first I can tell you when I worked as a server, the more attractive people that I worked with got the better sections, which means they got better tips. They got more tables. Oh, you're talking about the employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 And so they're probably even, getting tipped better because they're attractive. A hundred percent. Right. The yeah. probably objectively speaking, the most attractive person that worked at our restaurant is the only person that I know of. that got like a thousand dollar tip. Do you think if you were fucking shit ass ugly, and there was a super hot chick or a really hot dude. Either way, it doesn't matter. At the same restaurant, but the really, really attractive person was just the worst service you've ever had in your entire life. And the other ugly person was the best service that you've ever had in your entire life. Do you think that the hot person would still get a better tip? Yeah. Do you? 100%. I'm not so sure about that one. I think it would depend on who they it were de- waiting it on. It depends. If it's... If it's a a very attractive man who's serving like two straight dudes who are just like on a business lunch or something, like maybe it's different. Yeah. But like if it's a very attractive female who messes up a couple times and it's too like. I'm not talking about messes up a couple times. I'm talking about just fucking butchers it. Just shits the bed. Yeah. I've seen that. Chars the steak. Drops the drink in the lap. Yeah. Fucks up the bill. They're like, still just they're the still getting twenty percent. Okay. All right. Okay. I've seen firsthand myself give better service than my <laughs> I've seen firsthand myself. <laughs> than my more attractive colleagues. And I watch them get better tips than me oh, repeatedly. Man, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. I um I worked in the service industry quite a bit, but it was always like bartending. And it was all college kids, and I don't think that I ever got great. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, obviously, the you know situation. What that, means? that means I'm ugly. That's it what that means. means I, never, I never looked inside to that before, but it's because I'm ugly. 
I also did pizza delivery for like a week and I hated it because I told my boss specifically that I will not deliver pizza. I straight up told him, I was like, I will make pizzas all day. I don't want to be a delivery driver. And he made me do it a few times. I got zero dollars in tips. That checks. Zero. So ugly. That's the answer. Okay. Here's the second part of that question. What other things, non-gender or race-related, do you think give people advantages in life? Um, that may or may not be like commonly spoken about. So, like, obviously, a, beauty is one of them. We've, we just talked about that. Um, I think there's an unspoken confidence that people have. Like, I've been told I'm a very confident walker. And like, <laughs> okay. But but that's just like an example of it. Like, if yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. walking somewhere, yeah. my shoulder, like, I know how to stand to make myself look more intimidating for lack of a better term like shoulders yeah. back chin up you just beeline to where you're going mm-hmm. and there's something about that where like if you walk up to somebody with confidence they respect you a little bit more yeah i i don't disagree with that one because i don't know what the fuck i'm talking about half the time but i say the things that i say confidently and somehow it works out for me sometimes yeah. so you know like i, I don't disagree I, with you about that, about that at all not to like blow up my spot or anything like that but the number of questions that i have bullshitted my way mm-hmm. through in my life with just gotta be confident with yeah. elite success like yeah. i'm talking a 95 percent success rate on bullshit <clears throat> yeah like to the point i gotta stop doing it because i'm due for a failure but yeah like if you, you can just there comes a point where you have too much success being a bullshitter and like you really need to catch yourself before it goes over the limit because yeah. you know somebody's eventually gonna fucking swat that shit down you gotta chill yeah. out there's an entire <clears throat> tv show about that anyways um started watching called, well never mind it's called suits <laughs> Um, but yeah, I I think confidence is one of them, which is like, I have no reason to be as confident as I am in a lot of situations. Like I just figure I'll be, I'll do better in this. It's a life strategy. Yeah. Whether you're actually confident or not, if you can project false confidence, I am an anxious mess 90% of my life, but for whatever reason I can exude confidence when I need to. Um, uncle Kyle, I agree with you. Height is one of them. Yeah. Mostly I would say because of like in the dating scene, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't say that because I've experienced this. I don't know that, I, and maybe I have, and I just didn't know it, but I don't think I've had very many situations and I'm not very tall, but I don't think I've been like turned away explicitly because of height before. Oh, I have. I definitely have. There was a girl who was probably about two inches taller than me who was like, not a chance. Sorry. Can't do a shorter guy. And I was like, cool. Works for me. I don't think I've ever had those conversations I don't feel like when I was in the dating scene, which is a while ago, aging myself. I was going to say, this was like 10 years ago plus. It's 10 years ago, almost exactly. I uh, I don't feel like it was as outspokenly like negative to be a shorter person. Like there was, it's I remember talk of like now. little yeah. man syndrome. Like yeah. the people that were really short trying to overcome their height with like masculinity or whatever. But like, yeah. I don't think I've ever like, I don't think it was explicit. Maybe it was. Like I said, maybe people were like literally in my face going, you're too short, fuck yourself, and I just don't remember it. But I just don't feel like that's something that stuck with me from from those times. Yeah. But I do think now, for sure, at least it was from what I've seen in social media, that it, it does affect people more. Um, There's a short king movement out there right now. There though. is a short king movement. Hashtag. I saw it on Reddit. Anybody who's under six foot tall, you're a short king. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's 69 see. inches, short king. I think people who are naturally skinnier mm-hmm. have better luck in life. That goes along probably mm-hmm. with the beauty for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. I would, I would lump those together. Um, 
You ready for one? You're not going to like this one. You're going to argue with me about this. Cigarette. Student athletes. Yes and no. It It is... It was so transparent to me that it almost made me sick when I was in college. It depends on the level that the school is at. It depends on the sport. I went to a dog shit college. Some people might disagree with that. But I went to like the least known college in Iowa as far as like an actual bachelor four-year college. Because Iowa and Iowa State are your big ones, right? So I went to UNI. And it's still a D1 school. Yeah, Sure. They could advertise that if they want, but <laughs> they they were division they or were slash are division one. But I I can remember moments like clear as day when I'd be in a class and a student athlete who maybe was instructed by their coach or not would sit in the very front row, right? Mm-hmm. And they'd sit in the front row, and I would sit somewhere behind them. And I could see the instructor, professor, right in front of them as they pull out their phone during a test and Google the fucking answers and fill out the test. Not a word, not a word spoken. And it used to drive me crazy because mm-hmm. I knew if I did it, I'd get my fucking shit like kicked out of school, right? But I'm watching it happen in front of me and it made me so bitter towards the student athlete. And I know that's like probably not like a like a bias that I should hold for the rest of my life, but I, I remember it so vividly that it bothers me because I would try in school pretty pretty hard, and uh, so that I'd see that happening around me, and it would gross me the fuck out. And so like that, and, and like even when you when it comes to scholarships, right? People are going to get paid more money to go to school if you're a student athlete, and like I mm-hmm. understand that they are giving they're exchanging their time for that. Like I get that, yeah. and they're bringing money to the school. I get all those things. Like so, I'm not like harping on that, but I do think there are advantages to being an athlete. Especially, sure. well, there definitely are now with NIL deals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, but also that's kind of the the absurdity of NIL, NIL deals now is kind of making up for the bullshit that athletes had to deal with in the past. Like there was a stretch of time where student athletes could not have a job during their sport if they were on scholarship because it could be viewed as them getting preferential treatment. Yeah, and, for and being an athlete. I think when the the nil deals first came out, I think you and I talked about this a little bit on the podcast, actually. And, and I don't have a problem with that. Like, I don't have a problem with student athletes getting paid. I think they probably should be getting paid yeah. for it because they're putting in an extra. They are getting the school profit, right? And so yeah. for them to not be paid for that is gross. And I agree with that. I just don't like the academic side of it. That's the thing that fucking made me so yeah, irritated. No, I, I definitely get that. But like, you again, don't walk someone into a degree because they're fucking bringing money to the school. Like. But again, again, that that's one that boils down to like it very much depends on what school you're at. Like Notre Dame, that shit does sure. not happen. Like Notre Dame athletes, student athletes are held to a higher standard than like Stanford's probably up there. I'm sure the Ivy League schools are up there where like you have to have a higher GPA than eligible to be active. And the teachers are not doing you any favors while you're there. Yeah. Like I just so went I, to such a no name school that for me, like it's hard to justify. I, I understand what you're saying. I really do. Yeah. But like. Student athletes aren't like kings at the yeah. University of Northern Iowa. You know what I mean? They're just they might like, be. I don't know, but they're treated as such academically sometimes. Yeah, and, and it it was dumb. There definitely are some advantages to to being an athlete. That's all I have on that topic, though. I don't need to drag that one out any farther. Um, I'm trying. I'm just trying to think real quick. People with great hair. Yeah, you get an adva- Yeah, it's different. You can be it's ugly not. with gray hair. Yeah, but I feel like your great hair would probably make you less ugly, right? Maybe I not. Mean, I don't know. What do you think? 
I got great hair. Where am I ranking? <laughs> Where am I sitting? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to answer that. No, but yeah, there there are definitely <laughs> things in life that give you an inherent advantage. Yeah, it's, 100%. And we could go into a more Wealth. politically focused argument there, too. The monies. Yeah. Yeah. Money. For sure. All right. Anyway, next. What's up? What's your topic? Let's hear it. Um, oh, well, I didn't really plan a second topic, if I'm being honest with what you. What an idiot. I've got a second one if you don't have one. Let's hear it. I can I can close on a short one if need be. Okay, I've got a political one. <clears throat> Let's do it. You ready for this? We love Christmas and politics. Our political representatives, aka congressmen and um, senators, so House of Representatives, Senate, whether it be state or federal government, bound to the the opinions of their constituents. That's the first part of this question. Are they? No. So, do you think they should be? Is the better I, way to phrase that? Yes, I 100% think they should be. <clears throat> I actually was thinking about this almost exact, well, a very similar point, which I'll try and force into this conversation at some sure. point. But so here's here's the here's the reason for this, right? Like you see you you see politicians that are campaigning on a uh, you know a profile of issues, and they say these are the things that I support, that I believe in, that I'm going to go for. And then you see them go into those political positions, and you're saying, hey, I want a raised minimum wage in my state, for example, mm -hmm. right? And then that political person goes into the assembly and votes against it after they ran on the campaign supporting it, right? Like, so, and you, this isn't a new thing. This isn't something that's rare. Right. It happens all the time, right? And so the question comes up of like, should they be bound to the promises that they're giving to the constituents? And so, and when I say that, I mean like, Say I, I'm still living in Iowa and I live in Black Hawk County, which is where I grew up, and there's political representatives. And I write to my representative and I say, hey, 75% of the voters in your area, your jurisdiction, say they want to raise the minimum wage. And then they still go and vote against it. Like, what do you do about it? Like, how is you, that such a, like, how does this happen, right? It It happens because we have a broken system where we have to elect people to make decisions for us instead of just doing a system where changes could only happen if the people truly vote for it. Our, our system is meant to be the way that it is. It's, it's done this way for a reason. It's a bad reason. It's broken. It doesn't work. The people don't truly get accurately represented in a lot of situations because of that. But can you imagine, imagine this world, Imagine you as a citizen of Illinois in whatever your jurisdiction is. Anytime something's going to be brought before Congress, starting with, well, really probably just the House, right? Like, let's start with the House. So it's going to go, the House is going to write a bill. Before your elected representative decides how they're going to vote on that bill, it goes to an app straight to your phone. And it says, this app is going, going to be brought before the House of Representatives. I am your representative. What do you think about this? And then you, as the constituent of that jurisdiction, can say yes or no, right? And then that goes back to your political representative, and they see that, and they go, the final results are 80% of my constituents want this. I need to say yes. You know what I mean? Like, can you imagine that world where, like, everything is voted on, or at least there is, it's polled that's so specific to the jurisdiction that the representative, you know, covers that they you can have 
actual statistics when it comes to election time. And you can say, literally, we as the people of this jurisdiction voted on these five bills, yes, mm -hmm. well over the majority. And the person said no. And you could bring that to the next election and go, look at this motherfucker. He went against his own represent, like his representative population every single time or whatever. You know what I mean? Like something like that. I would love there to be an app where we could truly make the decisions. The problem is it's never going to matter. I'm not even saying make the decision, right? Like I'm not saying that you become yeah, a collective we, identity we could, in Congress. We could prove that they are not representing us the way that we elected right. them to represent us. It's never going to matter. I don't know that that's true. I think we, this, we see it though. We, we see it with elected officials already where there's repeated instances of people going against their campaign promises, going against what they're elected for. Sure. You see, but they're going to the continue to be elected because they represent the party that they represent. Probably, but I think you're giving ammunition to other candidates who maybe don't have the same reputation because the, the thing is, is like, sure, people see this happen all the time and they go, me as an individual, I believe in this. You aren't doing this. I don't like you anymore. But you don't really see representative to the entire group of people that are in your jurisdiction because maybe mm -hmm. people are traditionally Democrat, but they really want, you know, pro-gun legislation, right? And that's totally possible. So you might be like, I didn't want this. Why did I vote a Democrat into office? That's not going to do this for me. But at the same time, the rest of the Democrats in your jurisdiction are saying yes. You know what I mean? So like, I think it'd be super fucking interesting to see some sort of like continual statistical thing that happens yeah, every I, time. But it also must be super easy to access because nobody wants to drive to a polling place, right? Fuck that. Yeah. And when I'm talking about this, it needs to be something that's so easy, but also very secure, right? You can't. Yeah. So that you can go flip open. I'm a registered voter. This is me. Confirm my identity. Click. This is my opinion. And then you get reports back. And you can see how that representative is doing in your own yeah. jurisdiction. I think that would be huge. I, I really do. Yeah. I think that would be amazing. And I think that would really show what the people want and if the people are voting the way that the people want. But again, we just see so many examples where it doesn't happen. But that's that's my problem, right? Like you see it. And other people might be seeing it, but how many people are you talking to in your own jurisdiction of voters and saying, are you guys seeing this? Probably yeah. zero. Yeah, probably. Right? So this would be like super transparent, like, and maybe it's not, right? Because maybe people can't be bothered to download the app and do the voting, right? I don't know. But at least you'd see a, a potentially representative sample in your own jurisdiction of like how you're being represented. And it might help you to understand better. Uncle Kyle said... Until there's term limits, nothing's will change. For the record, most political positions do have some sort of a term limit. Um, and by that, I mean, you have a term timeline, right? So like, I can only be a senator or a representative for like two or four years, right? It's, there is a, it's not like you vote them in once and they're there forever until you vote them out. But that's a bad way of is. saying that. It's not like, uh, yeah. It's not like you vote them in and they're there for life. Yeah, it's not Supreme Court where it's they're, cyclical. Once they're there, they're there. Yeah. And the Supreme Court is like the the only example that I can think of that's permanent, right? Which should change, by the way. There might be more. But anyway, and yeah, we can talk about that as a different topic some other time. But the point is, is like if you have transparency and seeing what's actually happening in the place that you're voting, maybe you will vote those fucking people out and you're realizing that, hey, yeah. they're not actually because okay. Here's the thing. A lot of the times people vote probably more politically uh, like 
middle of the road, then they speak. I think that's probably true. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I think that's probably generally true. And so you're going to see like, hey, I'm voting this person, but behind the scenes, they're getting pushed to the middle, even though they're speaking very right or left to me in public. And then you can actually see it happening in the voting. Yeah. Well, I and, think compared to what you're doing, I don't know. This, that's, this is one idea of how you could potentially enforce this. It or at least I think, see the truth. I think that depends on the political party that you are a part of. Do you? I, Why? I tend to vote Democrat. Sure. Democrats tend to play a little more centrist simply due to the fact that they are trying to play a little more partisan. I don't know if they do anymore. I don't know that that's true. I, I don't think I can agree with you there. I think both sides have gotten pushed out. More so in the last yet. five, six. But years. again, it's it's the vocal minority. Like I think a lot of people agreed play more towards the middle than anything. Which yeah, is which also is worth pointing out, left leaning American politics is still on the right side of the overall political spectrum. Like there's a whole Wendigoon on YouTube has a fucking like four hour long video where he basically breaks down every form of politics physically possible that exists on this earth. And most American politics fall on the right side of the overall political spectrum because we have an overarching government. We have even the left-leaning people tend to vote towards semi, like overall right policies. But if you look at it, like there's a reason that those the centrists in Congress and in the Senate tend to be Democrats. Like the the reason the Democrats need a majority is because there are two Democrats, one's now an independent, but two Democrats who vote both ways more often than not. There's not a Republican that tends to vote equally Democrat or equally left more than than these two specific beings. And it, it's, it, hel- it helps that we have a, an example, helps my point that we have an example of it right now. But I think right now, the Democrats tend to be more centrist than the right tend to come towards the left. I don't know if I agree, but that's okay. This is a topic for a different time completely. All I'm talking about is should be should a political correspondent candidate eventually elected person, whatever you want to talk about, be abiding by the will of their constituency? And I think the answer is yes. Yeah, it's just a matter be. of how that's do you def- we elect how do you enforce that, right? So you are elected to represent the population of people in your jurisdiction. How do the people enforce that? And I think it's transparency in Easily accessible transparency in in what they are actually voting for versus what they're telling you on whatever, social media, political campaigns, whatever. Yeah. I think social media probably makes the most transparent that it's been so far. We see more polls than we ever have before. We see more of the policy than we ever have before. Speech, but the speech doesn't necessarily tie to the vote, right? But... Yes and no. Like we see more of a breakdown of the votes than we ever have before. Like I can go do on the you? New York. I can go on the New York Times. But do you? Any ele- yeah. Do you think go- most people do? I don't. Most people don't. Yes. I think. That's I think people set and forget politics completely. I think people might talk a lot of shit at like family gatherings or whatever. But I think at the end of the day, they vote and they don't even look at what Congress is doing. Yeah. Ever. Until they get until like, they what was the headline. last thing that was passed in Illinois? What was the last uh, bill passed in Illinois? We just passed an amendment that had to do with unions. Okay, so you you know that that that's incredible because I think if you ask most people, they would have no fucking clue. Oh, 100 percent. Like Uncle Kyle, what was the last bill passed in Iowa? 
No offense, but I bet you probably don't know. Maybe don't you know. do. Maybe you do. I don't pay attention to other states. I pay attention to where I live. And that's fine. You don't need to, right? Like, I think locally, you should probably pay attention to the things that are happening. And like, federally, when it becomes more relevant to you, but at the if you have an impact on that decision. But at, at the local level, I'd, I'd say most people are set and forget. I would say so, like, so. I'm a yeah. hard-charging MAGA conservative. I'm voting for a Republican, and then I'm going to talk shit to my family at Christmas, but I'm never going to see what Congress is doing. Yeah. Unless it's something that's viral, right? Yeah, until they see a headline, until yeah. they see something out there. Yeah, you, you are correct there. And obviously, like, you and I tend to look a little more into politics than I would say the average person does. That's probably true. Um, so we are maybe not the best people. That and not even as much as I used to, right? Like, I yeah. am, like, a baseline po- political involvement now. Like, of, yeah. like, pretty low baseline where I'm, like, I want to know what's happening around me. I don't even vote in the state that I live in. We can talk about that for different reasons. It's not illegal, by the way. I can say that out loud. But um, I vote in a different state that I claim residency in. And I still pay attention to the one that I live in and the one that I vote in. I don't have an impact where I live, but I still want to know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I think I think they need to be accountable, is my point. It's just yes, a matter of do how do you make be, it happen. Uh, you make them divest all of their stocks. You make them only receive income from the federal yeah, government. Yeah, dude, 100%. And uh, you make them Transparency be 100% and funding for sure. transparent. This is what what I was talking about earlier where I was like, I was thinking about this, and I'm going to force this into the conversation. Funding's a big one, yeah. If you made every single political candidate only have income from the government, their their earned income, they can take no, in, no form of income from any other person. Even for campaigning, though? Yeah. Dude, no. No, 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 no. Well, no. Let me let me clarify this. I they will can fight take, you on that one. They can take donations to campaign. They can they can campaign off of donations. The the limits of to of who can donate what need to be stricter. Yeah. I think there's a lot of wasted political A lot of it just goes poof into the air. But if you think about it, like think about the the ability for you as like a small, low income family to influence politics. And if you're saying like I don't like it, it's so hard to argue the funding concept and be like, so, so like if I'm from X community that I grew up with zero dollars in my pocket and I want to go be a political representative of my constituency, but I'm not allowed to raise campaign money. Like that's not going to work, right? You have to have those funds in order to compete, even with social media and like the free media that's out there. And we could talk about that in a lot of different lights as well, but like you have to be able to raise campaign funds. And I totally understand that. That being yeah. said, it needs to be regulated and transparent. I think I think I'm less like steadfast in the donation side of things, but more so like the second you are an elected official, you can't own stock. You cannot have any income from any other source but the federal government. You have to truly if you want to be a public servant, which is what elected officials are supposed to be, your only source of income, your only source of financial gain should be from the work that you do for the people. Dude, I'm almost with you. I'm almost with you because I know of, I know that's a, that, that's though. like a hot take, but that that it's hot because how do you save for yourself in retirement if you can't invest? I'll you can have a 401k. 
So that's what the, you and, get a government, but pension. you're getting in the right direction, right? Like you, you need to be able to have access to something where your money can be invested in the market. But I just don't think that you should be able to influence how that money is invested directly. Yeah. Or you could, I mean, you could go even nicer to the politicians. You could say you can have stock. You can't sell or buy stock once you're an elected official, whatever your stock you have at, from that moment, that is what you have. You can't sell your nah, stock. Dude, that's you get, not, so, Okay. But you, we know. <laughs> I know what you're trying to do. I, I get what you're doing, and I understand what other people are saying. But here's the here's the problem too, like in politics right now, people are trying to push for like, if you're gonna have stock, you need to have somebody else managing it. Here's the thing: if I am a senator, a United States senator, do you really think I can't call somebody up at Goldman Sachs yeah. or at whatever the other fucking big banking places like, go hey, and say, "Sell, buy." I need you to sell this on my behalf. It wasn't me. Wink. You know, it's like I can't get my cousin Vinny to call up. It's so hard to control that. But and that's at the same time, like you can have a 401k. I get it. it is gross to see like the just completely blatant corruption when it comes to stock yeah. trading. Blatant insider trading from both sides. It's gross. It's not one political party that does or doesn't no, do it. And that's it's what I'm from saying. everyone. Dude, that's part of my problem, right? Is like people people say this shit. And then they're all calling the same dude on the phone going, yep. sell, 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 sell. Bye, 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 bye. You know what I mean? Like, they're all doing the same shit. So it's, it's gross. Yep. But we hit an hour. That's politics in Christmas time. I'm sorry, everybody. Don't go Christmas home and talk the shit with your families holiday. about Christmas. And that's what, unless that's what your family does and you're completely cool with that. That being said, Jake, rate your beer. And then we'll close this out. This was perfect. Four or five. Exactly what I needed out of a second beer tonight. This was better than it smelled. That's that good, being said, it's still getting a 2.25. I've actually had a lot. Jess and I had a had one. It was supposed to be like a blueberry donut beer, and it smelled like greenies, which if anybody's Yuck. familiar with them, they are dental treats for animals. Yeah, it, gross. The, the beer smelled like that. Jess could not get past it. I had to drink it for her, but I could get past it. But yeah, it was tough. Okay, Uncle Kyle said, are those Iowa beers... One was for sure. I don't know if the second one was. was the other. The first one was the second one was not. I just stuck with the cheesecake theme. That has been another episode of Two Average Husbands. Thank you guys for joining us. This has been another good one. I didn't expect this to be so one sided for me, which means Jake has to carry the weight of the conversation next week as we proceed to post Christmas times. Oh, I've got some topics for next week. Perfect. Okay. So. We'll both try to get some Blue Moon beers with Christmas as well. I need to go do that because their samplers are so fucking good. Maybe they didn't put one out this year. I'll have to check. Either way, you can follow Jake on his personal Twitter at Perry underscore FF. You can't follow me on Twitter anymore. My Twitter's gone. I'm deleting social media. I'm over it. I'm out. Goodbye. Okay. Other than that, um, I'm still on Two Average Husbands (laughs) social media. So you can find us at number two ABG Husbands on Twitter and on Instagram. And we are on YouTube if you want to watch us live, Two Average Husbands. We're also streaming on Twitch and Twitter, but you can't comment live if you are on Twitter. It doesn't work and doesn't come to us. So if you want to talk to us live during the episode, do so on YouTube or on Twitch. And we'll happy to uh, bring you guys into the conversation and we'll chat back with you guys. Uh, other than that, if you want us to talk about something specific or you want to come talk with us on an episode, reach out on one of those social media Get to us or text us if you're that close to us. We'll bring you on for an episode and we'll have some fun chatting about whatever you want to chat about. I think that's all I've got to say. Thanks for joining us. Jake, you can close this out. 
Yep, Kyle covered most of it. We do want to thank you guys for all of the love and support that we have gotten over the past almost two years at this point of the podcast. Um, we appreciate every single time that somebody comes out to the episodes, uh, whether it's a download, a like, a comment, live interaction, you want to guess on the pod, whatever it is, we appreciate every single thing that you do. We hope you all have a great holiday weekend that is coming up. We hope you enjoy your Christmas if you celebrate, if you celebrate a different holiday. We do not discriminate. We hope you celebrate that holiday too with your family. We hope you have a great time. The holidays are about family. They're about spending time together. That is what this podcast is also about. Stay safe out there. This Yes, stay safe out there. Viruses are wild. This podcast, though, is to spend time with our friends, uh, which is you guys. Welcome here. Come chat with us. Exactly. We are always open for conversation. Like we always say, if you want to see us drink something, let us know what you want us to drink. If you want us to talk about something, let us know what you want us to talk about. We will talk about literally anything as we somehow turned a Christmas episode into a political episode because we can. We are here every single week. We hope you guys join us out here. We will see you all in the next episode. And as always, do not forget to tell somebody that you love them.